Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So Melissa Harris was episode two of Motivate Me, and that is why we are in the area. She is why, because, you know, we're on our 50-state journey. We stayed at their house last night, and Melissa has found this love for pottery so late in her life, and I just love how it's enriched her life and how it excites her life. So because of that, she welcomed us to come stay at her house last evening. She said, come check out Goggleworks, see what everybody is doing there. And I, I touched base with a few of you before we got here mm -hmm. about what your passion is, why you're here, and kind of what led you here. So, Bertie, can you do me a favor? Tell everybody exactly what your passion is and how it started for you. Well, my passion is mixed media sculpture. And before coming to Goggleworks, I was a self-taught stainless artist for 20 years in the Maryland, D.C. area. And I did churches and homes and restaurants and whatever. It was all custom work. And I also worked with a designer and we did clothing and costumes. And <clears throat> so in my 50s, I went back to school and at a community college in my neighborhood in Maryland. And I signed up for every art class. And I realized that I can use all those skills in sculpture. So I, and plus I like the investigation of materials and the handling of materials. And so I, I've been doing sculpture since 2009, since I've come here. Now I want to make sure when we air your episode, we, we air a few pictures of some of your work because your work is really interesting. How mm -hmm. would you describe your work? How would I describe my work? Well, my work, I sort of tell stories with my work, you know, they're my stories. So I think of things that happened in my life and I just kind of work with the sculpture like that. So they basically tell my stories and I work with the notion of the button. So that was for my collection and that's probably the very first thing I taught myself was to sew on a button. I was about five. And I got this button, and I needed something sewn on my shirt. My mother was just too busy, and I knew I could do it because I watched her. So I took this button, and I, I sewed it. And I sewed from the inside to the outside, all around. And when I was finished, it was on really tight. It didn't work. I had to cut it all apart, and then I looked at him again, and I figured it out. And ever since then, I was really attracted to buttons. Two buttons, and I think also to figuring out materials. You know, I think that sounds like, and listening to your excitement, of, like, I can hear it in your voice, that, that that moment for you triggered something for you, that you can make things work together in this way. And probably, you know, I would assume you're looking at the colors and 
and at the same time the fabrics the textiles but i also learned that if i stay with it i could figure it out so i was just always like that hands-on i could do things like that and just so everybody knows sitting around birdie's studio it is cozy it is I mean, we're looking at, when she says she uses buttons, it's so cool. She's got these faces around in different colors, some in flesh tones, like like a pudgy flesh tone face, and then the same face, similar, very similar in, what would you consider that green there? What is that finish? Oh, there? that is, what is that? That is a Philly green. And when you look close, all my the buttons. Are, the, te yeah. the texture is very flat and dry, like porous. Matt. For that one, it's a matte, for, yeah, that turned out to be matte, yes. And all the button heads. But it's a face, and in the button, when you look at the back, it's a, you don't even know looking at the face that on the back, it looks like a button, which people can use that to hang it up with. To attach things with. It just like makes can, it very interesting. Right, and they, when you look close, they all have their mouths open because they have stories to tell. <laughs> Buttons have stories to tell. Buttons getting... Closed and opened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some mm -hmm. sexy stories going on with those buttons. Buttons, <laughs> out. there are a lot of stories with the buttons. And actually, uh, a while back, I had quickly glanced uh, uh, the history of buttons, and Hungarians invented the buttons because they found them on clothing in their caves many years ago. And I happened to be Hungarian. And it's like, wow. Oh, you happened so to be I, Hungarian. Yeah, yeah. So it was like something that surprised me. And you were you ended up being a seamstress for a little while, right? Yeah, I did that for 10 years. I worked with a designer for 10 years. And we did a lot of medieval costumes, all kind of costumes. And uh, pillows, anything like that we did you know, for simplicity patterns. Now, one thing that you said about your passion is that you were you were working doing stained glass and you were doing things for other people and it sounds like that was part of you really moved into doing what you love and enjoy and something more personal for you right well at that point i wanted to go on my own so then i started creating windows with buttons and there's one over there if you look close oh, yeah, there yeah, yeah. they're just games i used to play as a kid and buttons always also i played with as a child so so I started including those and then um, then I went back to school to learn something different you know I, I needed something more and that was flat and it was great but I needed dimensional things I was drawn to more dimensional things and really the box tops became you know I was very interested in revisiting my childhood because when I went to kindergarten we didn't know the English language at all and I couldn't follow directions when we had assignments but the one assignment that worked for me was art class and we were told to bring in paper bags just lunch bags and we were going to decorate them and make eye holes and have a little fun with them and my family being eight children at that point we didn't have lunch bags, we had potato bags. <laughs> they were very huge and I, I took in a potato bag and I was a little upset because I couldn't find lunch bag and I kind of wanted to be like, like the other else, kids. Right? So I did it and then I just kind of decorated it and when it was finished it was really dramatic and fun and all the other kids wanted to try mine on because it was different and it was kind of more animated. Well, you know what? That sounds like really 
felt good and gave you some confidence. So at that point, I realized that art has no boundaries. Right. It doesn't matter. Sex, language, it's fun for everyone. And, and it makes them feel something. And it made me feel like I fit. At that point, mm -hmm. I felt like I could fit in, in that class. And it, it just kind of opened my vision. So I was, was interested in art after that. And I bet it really changed the perspective of the other students, how they looked at you. How they looked at me, yes. Because it made you, you had something cool you could do that I, they couldn't, because I know I couldn't. And I, knew, I know people like that. You know, that I would look at it and say, wow, what a cool talent. I wish I had that. So when I came here, I, I didn't know anybody, you know. And I thought, well, let me experiment with the box tops and see how it works. So, and let me just tell everybody about the box tops, which are really cool, which is one of the things we're doing right now in Goggleworks with you. I just finished mine. And to tell everybody what a box top is, is imagine taking a paper bag, like you just talked about, and putting it over your head, except this is a, a much uh, fancier paper bag. It's made out of canvas that Birdie made for us, for our crew, and Melissa came along with us, and she sewed together canvas. She put foam at the top on the inside so we could put these over our heads, and we are decorating these box tops to resemble, you know, something about us or something that means something to us. Mm -hmm. And my personal story, because on the drive over, I said to my crew, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I was a little nervous about it. And as soon as I got here, the items that you you set out a ton of things for us to go through, and the items that stood out to me, I realized were items that have been personal to me my whole life. Simple things that connected with who, like you just said, who I was as a child, like the opaly sparkle mm -hmm. that I painted the canvas <laughs> with. And, um, and then all of a sudden, I just started seeing something that meant something to me back in my younger years, which was a cover-up that was just a winky face with big red lips and just totally childish and fun. And I have a history with it. I wore it as a cover-up. I wore it as a nightgown when I moved from New Jersey to California. My daughter took it and she wears it as a nightgown now. And so I just, I can't wait for my daughter to see what I chose to design and how it relates to uh, my life and I'm I'm really thrilled and surprised that I was able to create something that is fun and funny and it seems so simple but meaningful to me and I know that the girls are are feeling similar about theirs and we'll ask them about you know what they think or are feeling about mm -hmm. the box tops that they made as well so okay what kind of hesitations or challenges have you found developing your art like because I know listeners are out there and whether they were artistic when they were younger like you or like Melissa didn't even discover her love for art until she was in her, Melissa, were you in your 50s? Uh, early 50s. Early 50s. She was in her early 50s. And so we don't even realize. She said, you know, she had made some clothes for her daughter when she was younger. Mm -hmm. She had done some other kind of crafty things but never thought of herself as an artist. Like how did this happen for you and did you struggle with anything in the process? Well, when I did that, I, I started really just branching out and experimenting and taking risks. And since it was for me, it didn't matter if, if you know, it made sense or not. I was just experimenting. And when I came up with, the, with mixing the glass with the buttons, it became very exciting to me. And I thought, wow, 
So then um, I didn't know if people would like it or what happened, but I ended up selling some of that work. And then I transitioned over into sculpture. So I didn't go back and revisit that after that. You know, something else that I think is really interesting is how sometimes people's passions can become other people's passions. For example, your passion for art can become the the passion for people who come to buy your art. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, as we were in here and we're making our box tops, two women walked in, and this woman's like, I come from Virginia Beach to, to buy art here, and I've been trying to get your art every time I come, your door is closed, and, which I thought, what a compliment that she really, really wants your art. And then she starts looking at your art, and when she's choosing and selecting as a writer, having somebody look at your art like that made me feel a little uncomfortable, like, because it's so personal to you. And she's analyzing it to purchase it. How, what does that feel like? Well, that, that was great. I mean, that's exciting. And I actually felt bad that the walls weren't full because they usually are full, you know, of finished work. But, you know, I've taken all that down and had done a show recently. And, you know, it's hard to say what, what she saw last year because I move things so quickly, you know, in and out of here because I'm, I'm very limited with space. What do you think you've learned about yourself through your journey with art? What have I learned? You know, I take more risks now with my art. Um, what I learned is, including other people, also, like I had my sol my first solo show downstairs here in the gallery in 2015, just last year. And I made the box tops for the artist here and didn't know who would even do them and not alone would they show up at a certain time and have fun walking through the gallery well there were over almost 30 box tops walking in the gallery while people were also looking at art and eating and then all of a sudden they're looking and cameras started flashing and people are laughing and it, it was fun it was it fun for everybody energy of the room and so what you're saying is there was an art would you consider that exhibit or show and then the people who were, who were in your workshop put their box tops on. And the way you, I, I know when we spoke, you called it moving sculpture. That's what it looked like, moving sculpture. And it was just... And, and then, they came in and started moving throughout the room. Throughout the whole gallery downstairs. And there was another show going on at that point, The Art of Jazz. And they wandered over in that half of the gallery. And then it, it just made it so much fun. And so much photography was going on that night. And... Other people came in that didn't weren't familiar, but certainly tried them on and walked around. So, your art is interactive, pretty much, and yeah. it's it. I feel such a connection from what you do to my podcast in that it's interactive. You're pulling from other people, and you want to lift the energy levels of those mm -hmm. around you. It's I I feel what you're putting out here. Yeah, and, and what's really fun is there is no age limit. I have so many people in the different box tops. It's hysterical. And little teeny kids. And and, and you said you brought some to a nursing home recently, I right? did. I took some to a nursing home, and I put them in the corner. And I thought, well, if they're interested, they're going to ask me about them. And this man goes over there and just pops one on his head. He knew what to do, and he starts moving around. And then 
people are just having fun with what he's doing. Right. And then his daughter came and put one on and she wanted to join him. And I thought, that's interesting, you know. And then a whole photo shoot probably started. And, uh, yeah. You know, selfies and box top selfies. Well, I'm sure they did. And they were going to send it to their families. Right, right. That, and you were... You're going now. You're having a family reunion, and are you going to have them make their own box? No, tops there? I'm going to have them ready. You're going to have them ready. Oh my gosh, that's so. Yeah, I'm going to have them ready, and I'm going to just put them aside and, and see who picks them up and what happens with them. Right, and, the and way that's they act what's really them. fun because it's such an improv thing, and it's it's you know, the ages are really fun because the the older people will put them on too, just like they did the glasses and the and these pointy shoes I made. It was just it makes it a little fun. How do you think your art has impacted your life? How it impacted my life. It just makes me so happy. It just I can come in here and this is like my playroom and I try and visit it every day. And it just gives you a lot of freedom to wander and to create and I think I think getting old for me I, I worry more about not finishing everything that's in my head you know I have so many ideas and I just don't know if I'll ever finish them all maybe not but I'll try <laughs> so if somebody wanted to envision this in their life what should they see what should they see what's the day-to-day -day like What's the day-to-day? -day? I Well, when I come in here, I don't really have a thought or anything. And I'll just come in here and just pick up something. And there I go. I'm gone for the day. I'll just start working at it. or So see, see yourself really not planning and just doing and feeling. Exactly. Going just, just going with what you feel like that day. And it makes it fun. And it's taking a risk. And it's just what it's about for me and I know something because I always ask my guests how how can my audience explore this for themselves and something that I saw that you talked about today was when you were talking to you know the potential customer was that you sometimes hang things up that aren't finished and just kind of add to it as you go which I believe is what this piece is right that's here, right? yeah that's a piece in the the beginning stages it could change Actually, my, my thought, uh, my pieces tell a story, and this one is particularly a funny story because when we first came into the country, we lived in a big farmhouse in New Jersey, and my mother told my sister and I to go up and take a bath. So we turned the, the bathtub water on, and nothing but mice came out of the faucet. Oh. I don't know how they got in there. But the tub was filled with mice. Oh, my gosh. And we were just little kids, and we are standing there jumping up and down, screaming and screaming. And my father comes in very calmly, rolls up his white shirt cuff, and proceeds to drown them. One, he drowned them. And then he took them by the tails and tossed them out of the house, oh out gosh. the window. So they're being evicted. <laughs> What's funny, too, is just for the audience to know is these are mice in little boxes that then you had some extra of those little boxes and you took your little faces with the button backs and made box tops like you had them coming out of them uh, and a different piece on the on the other wall so that's pretty neat yeah they have little ears though and tails so right those <laughs> i see that and those zipper tails zipper tails yes. why are they zipper tails well 
excuse me, um, uh, no reason. I just had a lot of zippers. And you thought aesthetically it looked kind of cool. Like but to work with that zipper, it's cool too. I wired them and yeah, yeah. And it's buttons and zippers and notions, of course. And so they kind of <laughs> have a theme there. And usually like uh, I'll pick a theme like a box. And I'll make different things out of them, try different things, and then I take off on that idea. So there's endless ideas. Endless ideas. Yeah. So if you if you were to tell somebody to go do something today to execute a plan, what would step one be to get more artistic or to bring art into their life? Oh, there's so many fabulous art classes. And, and in this building particularly, you can just about learn any skill. I mean, we have the ceramics, the hot glass, the painters, and it's just endless here but where i began is i went to a community college that was in maryland and they specialize in art and i said i took every art class and i liked everyone and i'm thinking oh this is the thing i'm going to do and it's like so i just kept taking more and then it kept getting harder to choose what to do what what direction so sculpture brings everything together would you say that a sense of community played a part in that for you too or like did you did you meet other people who were into art as well and and kind of form a community there or no? no no I went to this um, community college in Tacoma Park Maryland and what it, it became my community and another thing is all the age levels of people were so different yeah that's what From I the mean very but young like let's say I don't let's say I don't have anybody in my life that does art and then I go take a class. Now all of a sudden, you have a tribe. Right, exactly. And the young were, at first I was apprehensive because I thought 50, I'm kind of a little too old to go to school with the younger crowd. Never but it too was old like, to go to school. And, and in the art world, it didn't matter because they enjoyed what I did and I learned from them too. Mm -hmm. so, so age didn't even, so I got very comfortable very quickly there. And that's what helped me grow actually being with all the different ages and having just a variety of choices what final advice would you give everybody today my final advice is follow your passion and uh, my final advice well oh, my final advice my motto is have too much fun have too much fun in your life a family member just recently was hospitalized for serious illness. And when we went to visit him, the first thing he said is, I'm going to have more fun and less work because he worked too much and too hard, but didn't take time to have fun. And that's have too much fun would be my advice. I agree with that. I live it by makes that. you happy. I feel like I've heard that so many times. Like, why aren't people listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... If people want to check out your artwork, your website is? I don't have a website, but all my work is online at um, a photographer's website. His name is Kevin Brett on Soul Imagery. And if you just click on the artist page and find me, you'll see all my work. So what's that? What is the actual website title then? Soul, Soul Imagery, oh, Kevin, so Kevin Brett Soul Imagery. Okay, so Kevin Brett, and it's Soul Imagery. Soul Imagery, S-O-U-L-I-M-A-G-E-R-Y. Yes. I'll make sure to include a 
a link to that. In our yeah, channel. yeah. And if you, yeah, if if you navigate down his website and click on the artist, you'll come up to my name and he photographs all and, my work. And your email is Berta Zoltan at ymail.com. Okay, so if people mm -hmm. want to reach out to you directly, they can reach out to you. Exactly. Directly. It was so great getting to know you. I can't wait to put my box top on, and um, we're going to bring the girls on next right now. I want to hear what they thought about this experience, so, okay? Um, we're going to bring mm -hmm. them in. Chelsea, come on in here. Let's right. talk to you for a second. I was wondering what oh. you were doing. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me go do something else. Bertie, are those dancers up above? Oh, uh, sounds like it. Now you don't have a mic. Now you don't have a mic. Okay. I do this. No, no, it's okay. Okay. So, Chelsea, tell us what. Tell me what your box top is about over there. <laughs> uh, mine is about um, being having a full and abundant life, and so everything on there is abundance of of wealth, of adventure, of love, of joy, of knowledge, of um, and I even have like a little cape thing going from the back. Um, that one. Superwoman. Yes, yeah, superwoman. So just like it, 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 it just represents like the abundance in my life that I, uh, that I have and that I am seeking. And you actually brought with you on this trip with us. You brought your your vision binder, mm -hmm. and so you were able to pull from that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that you did that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun because I had it all right there. I didn't even think about it until we got up here. And I'm ah, got to get creative real fast. So it was fun. Well, and it's so true to you. And that's, that's mm -hmm. what it's going to be. So I can't wait till we have our photo shoot. I know. <laughs> how, do you think it's, how do you think that mask, that box top is going to impact your body when you put it on? It's just going to make me look abundant. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my body looked less abundant. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe we can suck it in a little bit. You're but gonna have a cape and everything. Right, I know. I'm gonna have a cape. I mean, I'm gonna fly through the halls. Um, yeah, it's just it's gonna give me that I don't know, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm excited and uh each thing in there means something different. So it's cool. That's a lot of fun. Very well rounded. All right, let's bring Cassie over. Cassie is doing a box top that is super fancy. Yeah. Super Cassie too. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my gosh, I think so. Come on, come on over, Cass. Super fancy. Now, you know, we know that you are from New Orleans, Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah. Super fabulous, super fancy, super colorful. Yeah, I think it's just fun. Yeah. Super it's fun. cute. Got some pretty colors. I like those colors. Kind of into more pastel-y, light colors also into like minimal minimalist 
lines and geometrical shapes and stuff like that. And I mean, I love gold too. Gotta be a little bit gaudy, you know? Yeah, well, and we're definitely going to be posting pictures of what these box tops look like. So you can go to motivatemepodcast.com to see the pictures that we're taking in the studio and the pictures that we're taking of our box tops here because you definitely want to see what we're talking about and how our personalities shine through. How yeah. do you think putting that's putting that on is going to impact your Oh, I think I'm going to wear this to the symphony. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And I specifically like the side lips because that's you. You're like, mm. Mhm. <laughs> And okay. before I used to have, uh, before I got braces, my lips were kind of cockeyed because I was like a had an underbite and a wait an underbite. I don't know. It was like a side bite and an underbite. It was all jacked up. <laughs> it was gonna get worse, and if I hadn't, I was gonna like lose all my teeth on one side of my face or something like that. My parents just like completely ignored it growing up. They're like, "Oh, it'll be fine." <laughs> then you would have had to wear the mask all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. You know what, let's give her the mic back one more time because I'm going to say goodbye, but I also want to um, I also want to talk to you about your couch surfing lady and make a connection to that. I can hold it. Yeah, this would be good. Let's put on quick. Oops. Oops. Yeah, exactly. She's busy. <laughs> Okay, so Birdie, before we leave you today, I just want to call attention to the giant mail order couch surfer. I need to know, A, what this piece of art is and why it's attached, what the envelope has to do with it. Well, I had a friend who ordered a mail order bride from Russia. <laughs> and when she got here, she became a couch surfer and he couldn't send her back. So on the other side, it's a no return address. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it always struck me as funny, so I kind of had a little fun with it, you yeah, know, we I had to poke fun of it. We took a picture of that. It's a giant manila envelope with the plastic bubble stuff on the inside and then a red vinyl couch with a black, shadowy, voluptuous figure <laughs> lounged out on it. And, and I was drawn to this because we are couch surfing the USA right now, right? And we are bouncing around. We'll be taking pictures of all the couches, the homes that we're staying at. Um, but we promise not to outwear our welcome like she did. <laughs> Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. And I just, I'm so honored that you allowed us to spend time in your studio with you, that you took the time to create these box tops for us to have this experience with and all these great materials and, and that we were able to be here with Melissa and be at Goggle Works that I've heard so much about with all of these amazing women and, and James we're going to be speaking mm -hmm. to him today. Mm -hmm. So just thank you so much. You're very welcome. I'm delighted to have you come and create these things. I've sat here and watched you just whip them out and they're just fun. And have fun. I can't wait for you to try them on and we could take pictures because they're just funny. Yes. And you know, you're going to be smiling under them. Yeah. Know that. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's it, everybody. My advice to you today, get creative. Please remember, you motivate me. I'm Lynette Renda. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady. 
a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.